Hello. Welcome to Transform Your Life. I'm Devorah Demander, and today on Transform Your Life, we are talking about hurt people. No, this is not a how-to guide on how to hurt people. <laughs> this is, um, you know, I got to thinking this week. I got a, I got some texts from a, from an ex, and out of the blue, hadn't talked to him in years, and it took me by surprise. And we exchanged a few, we had a few exchanges by text, and then said some really hurtful, mean things. And I immediately got defensive. I immediately wanted to lash out and say, here's all the things you did wrong. Here's why the things didn't work out. Here's, I mean, I had it all. I had started even to write a text. And then I thought, you know, why? Why get sucked into that? Why get sucked into someone else's drama? So I didn't respond, and I actually deleted the whole thing. And no, I didn't block him. I don't typically block people. It's, it's silly. If, if, if uh, someone messages me or texts me and I don't want to talk to them, then I, I either don't respond or I let them know that um, I'm not going to have any further conversations. Anyway, I, I started thinking about this person and the things that they've been through. And I thought, you know, he's, he's really hurting. He's been hurting for a long time, not only physically, but emotionally, I think. And I remembered, I don't know where I first heard the saying, hurt people, hurt people, but it's, it's true. And when someone lashes out at you, or when someone has an angry outburst or someone whether it's characteristic of them, of their personality, or if they lash out in a manner that is uncharacteristic of who you know them to be. We, you know, typically we immediately become defensive and we say, what's wrong with you? Why are you doing this? I didn't do anything. What's your problem? You know, we want to we wanna push the blame back onto them. Instead, maybe, <clears throat> excuse me, Maybe we could consider either saying out loud or wondering to ourselves, what happened? What happened? Something happened to hurt them. And I'm sure, you know, if you ask somebody in the middle of a fit of rage, what happened? It probably won't be met well. Uh, I did try this with myself, actually, um, a little bit of a different version of that, of asking what happened, you can also ask, what are you afraid of? Oftentimes in my life coaching uh, practice, when someone gets really intense about something or when something is clearly a charged subject, my question for them, and my question for myself, when I get really angry, I ask myself what I, I talk to myself sometimes out loud if I'm alone and in my head if I'm not alone. I say, Debbie, I talk to the little child inside of me. Debbie, what's wrong? What are you afraid of? And then I listen. Sometimes I answer myself out loud and I say what I'm afraid of and sometimes... 
it's just, you know, in my head. I'm talking to myself in my head. If I'm alone, I, I will talk out loud. I'll be honest. It helps me to process things when I speak them out into the world, when I speak them into being. Thinking is one step. Speaking a thought makes it more real. And when you act on a thought, that really makes it a concrete, that man makes it in the physical world. So there's thinking, and then there's speaking, and then there's doing. And this is a good exercise, even if you're not dealing with someone who is treating you badly or being unkind. This is a good practice for you to do with yourself. When you find yourself getting angry or um, emotional, ask yourself, what am I afraid of? Most of the time we're afraid of losing something or we're afraid. Yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. We're afraid we're going to be hurt, we're going to lose something. And if we can keep stepping back and stepping back and stepping back, we can really come to the root of our fear. I've done a lot of studying over the years. And I, I read a lot of different things. I've, I've read the Bible many, many times. I've read a lot of other books of, let's call them perennial wisdom. Like the, um, I'm trying to think of some of the stuff I've read and I'm drawing a blank. Well, I've read um, like the Kama Sutra, not the Kama Sutra, what am I saying? Yes, I've read that, but that's not pertinent to this conversation. <laughs> the, the, um, the Bhagavad Gita, that's what I was looking for. And um, the Quran, I've read that. And a lot of other, for some reason I'm drawing a blank. I should have made a list before I began speaking, but I did not. What I'm getting to, however, is that in most of the writings of philosophers and teachers, there is a basic understanding that we really have two feelings. We have love and we have fear. If we aren't responding to a situation or coming into an interaction from a place of love or even neutrality, then likely we are fearful of something. We're fearful that we will not be respected. We're fear fearful that we will lose our standing or our reputation or we are fearful maybe that someone won't respect us if we don't if we don't act tough, whatever. So when you are in a situation if you're in a situation where someone is being aggressive verbally or even well if you're in a place where someone's being physically aggressive my suggestion would be to get out of there but if you're in a place where you can have a conversation with someone and it's it's not easy but try try to take a breath and look them in the eye and ask with sincerity what are you afraid of ask yourself that question what are you afraid of? I had a, I had an experience a couple years ago, it was several years ago now, that really 
I, I did this practice and it was really eye-opening for me. I was, um, I was seeing someone and, you know, most of my lessons come through relationships. Most of the things I learn, most of the experiences I have in my life, I have been criticized for that and that's okay. I... I don't make any excuses for that other than to say it seems to be where I find most of my opportunities to learn lessons. And here's the thing I find interesting. So years ago, I had a very close friend and she she often would um, consult with, I guess consult, yeah, she would consult with a psychic I don't know what all this other lady did. She was a psychic. She did like tarot readings. She did astrology charts. I I think she still does do that. She's like a professional um, psychic. I don't know how I feel about that. So I'm not, so that is neither here nor there. But my friend would, almost every year, she would get a reading from this other woman on her birthday. Kind of the year ahead. And we were, we went through, we went through um, cycles of being very close and then she would break up with me and we would not speak at all. So it was a cyclical relationship, not ever on my part. I mean, I was fine just being friends, but (laughs) every six or eight months I'd make her mad for some reason. And not intentionally, just by being myself (laughs) and we wouldn't be friends for a while. But anyway, so there was one time when this my my friend went to the psychic and she asked about me which whatever and when she was talking to me about her her psychic reading she said that the psychic told her that I would learn all of my lessons in relationship and at the time I didn't think anything of it. I've been in lots of relationships. I have eight children for one thing, and I've had a few husbands and a few other intimate relationships. So I believe that's true. I don't, that woman didn't, had never met me. She didn't know me, but I think maybe she had my birthday information. I don't know what, what information my friend gave her, but that kind of stuck with me. I just kind of remembered that in the back of my head as I have traveled through different experiences. And then a few years ago, maybe four, four, four or five years ago, I had a professional astrology reading, which I'd never done before. And I learned a lot about myself. The thing about a professional astrology reading is that it is like someone knows you intimately. Someone you've never met knows things about your personality that it's like it was the most moving, deep experience. And the woman who was the astrologer, very kind, um, she just, she said things like, you probably have a lot of books. You like books. And it's likely that you might have started every one of those books, but you probably haven't completely read all of the books. You know what? That's absolutely true. If I had a house full of bookshelves, it would be full of books. Some of them read many times and some of them glanced through and some of them never even opened. I love books. (laughs) I can never have enough books. I, no, I, I love, I love books. I love reading. 
I love laying outside in the sunshine and reading, sitting in my recording studio reading. I love to read, and it's true. That was just one little tiny example um, of what she she talked about during this reading. But one of the things she said, because of where planets and things are in my in my astrology chart, she said that my challenge in life. She said that I, what I had been good at was taking care of people and making sure everybody's okay and putting myself last. And that's absolutely true. And she said that my karmic challenge, my higher calling is to start learning how to put myself first. And that was, that was hard to hear. And, um, but the thing I remember her saying was that my, because of where everything is lined up in my chart, I'm very relationship oriented. And that's just not only about being married or whatever. I like to connect with people. I like to help other people connect to people that I know will help them or will push them along the way or will benefit their life in some way. I love connecting people to each other. I love being connected to people. I, I, I also like to be alone. <laughs> I like nothing more than to just sit and be quiet and be left alone. But when I am out in the world, I'm a connector. I want to connect myself to people and I want to connect people to each other. Because I, I meet a lot of people. I meet a lot of influential people. And, you know, everybody has some kind of influence. Every one of us has things we know and things we can do and ways we can help. And I am, I have a gift for seeing what gifts other people have and bringing their gifts to the people who need them or can use them or can make them even better. That is what I love to do. So anyway, um, so backing way, way, way up. <laughs> so I learn a lot in relationships. So I was in this relationship years ago. This all comes back to hurt people, hurting people, and what happened to you, and what are you afraid of? I'm going to tie it all together. <laughs> so I was in this relationship, and I was in I was in Wyoming, living in Wyoming at the time. Had my three youngest kids. I think might have been when Samantha was starting high school. Maybe I don't. So my. Um, the oldest of the three youngest, she would have been starting high school and the other two kids were in middle school. I think it was around that time. I was in this relationship and it was, um, Rocky's not the right word. It was unpredictable. That's a better word. It was unpredictable. And to be quite honest, I never knew where I stood with this other person. And we were in Wyoming, and I had been thinking about moving back to Colorado. And I was taking my kids home to Colorado to see their sister and their dad. And they were going to spend maybe a week there, I think. So I dropped them off, and then I was going to go back and get them the next week. And I had decided when I was uh, going out there that I was going to start looking for a place. I thought I wanted to go home. I I did want to go home. I really wanted to go home. 
I was tied, I had at that point been in Wyoming for maybe, I don't know, six years. And I was tired of the winter and I was, I don't know, just, I wasn't feeling it. And I was ready to go home. So I uh, took my kids back. I looked around for some places that I could rent to do massage. I looked around for places where I could teach yoga. Because I had um, been doing my own business for a few years by then. I guess maybe a year or two years. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I thought that perhaps I could just move back there. And the person that I was uh, in relationship with at that time had told me that his um, former fiance was flying out to visit him during the week. I was gone for a weekend and then my kids stayed and then I went back. But he was, he had told me that, cause I was gonna go to a concert and I said, hey, do you wanna come with me to Denver? You can go to this concert. And he said, he didn't, <laughs> He said, no, my former fiance is coming and she's going to check out some nearby hospitals and she's a doctor. She's going to see about uh, moving here. Just dropped it like that out of the blue. And I was like, oh, okay. So, of course, um, once I left and got home to Colorado, uh, I was mentally panicking. I was with my daughter and we were out at dinner and I kept texting this person and he wasn't responding and I knew he was with this other woman and it was stressing me out <laughs> so silly and the next morning I had my, my kids and I we were all hanging out and the girls were going to go take pictures we were by this river and I just felt so out of sorts my mentally and physically just I felt way out of whack and I started to do some yoga just by myself in the grass and I had my eyes closed. I was slowly moving through the poses, trying not to cry. And I said out loud, okay, Deborah, what are you afraid of? And I said, what if this person rejects me? What if this person doesn't love me? And I said, I thought about it and I moved through another yoga pose. Big inhale, and I, what if this person doesn't love me and I moved into another pose and as I held that pose I thought about it and then big inhale and I moved and I said well I guess that wouldn't be the end of the world I've survived breakups before I've survived much worse breakups than this this would be nothing and so I just kept asking myself so if you've survived something like that then what are you afraid of and I I I got down to, I was really afraid to leave what I had in Wyoming, what I knew, a, a business that was um, thriving and uh, a home. And my, you know, my kids were there and they were stable in school for an unknown moving back to Colorado because I knew, you know, I had been in Wyoming for maybe six years. My friends had moved on. My friends in Colorado, they, you know, I'm sure they missed me, but they, they also had lives that they needed to get on with. They weren't sitting home waiting for me to come back by any means. As I worked through that, as I talked myself through, what's the worst thing that could happen? I asked myself that several times. Okay, if you move back, what's the worst thing that could happen? And I talked myself through it. 
And by the time the girls were done taking pictures, I had maybe done half an hour of yoga, just moving gently, breathing, asking myself out loud. I was in a park all by myself, so it wasn't like I was making a fool of myself. I was just softly asking, what, what are you afraid of? What's the worst thing that could happen? If that is true, what is the worst thing that could happen? And by the time I was finished, not only had I moved that fear out of my physical body, I had also worked it out of my mind so that I wasn't monkey-minding it, like worry, worry, worry about all these different things. I had really worked through it, and I felt very peaceful. And I spent the rest of that weekend really feeling peaceful about whatever the outcome was whether he was with her or whether he was with me or did I even want to be with someone like that so it's a good practice when you are faced with someone who is acting irrationally or you know sending let's just go back to the basics what happened to me the other day someone sends you some texts you get pulled in you start texting them back and then they drop some junk on you you can respond in a nasty way and escalate it. You can throw it all back on them and, you know, let them know all the things they did wrong that deserved you to treat them that way. Because you didn't act like that out of nowhere. You can delete them and block them. You can... This is what I did. I didn't even respond. I just said, wow, I wonder what happened that made him hurt today that made him hurt that he wants to hurt me I wonder what happened I didn't ask him I didn't respond I didn't go into it with him but giving myself that space to wonder huh I wonder what happened that that person would be hurting again and and wanting to lash out and I'm a pretty safe place for people to lash out and I think my people know that and <laughs> I know you're listening <laughs> and I know you know that I'm not going anywhere I know you know that I love you and you can get mad and you can yell and you can cry and you can be ridiculous you can do all the things you want to do and I'm not going anywhere Because hurt people hurt people. And love, love allows space. Someone who loves you will allow space for you to be hurt. And they will hear you and they will hold space for you. And they will continue loving you. And for me, that's the biggest lesson. That's the biggest challenge is knowing that people hurt and that I don't necessarily need to fix it or make it better or answer it or push against it I can step back and hold space and be love in that space and sometimes being love means walking away sometimes when you love people you have to let them be you just have to step back and let them be my friend who um my friend who breaks up with me periodically uh we are not friends again and 
And that friend said, the last time we texted, she said, I'm, I'm sorry I'm hurting you again. And I said, I understand. You're not, you're not hurting me. I'm not hurting. I'm sorry that you're going through the, whatever you're going through again. And I am. I'm sorry that that person is going through that. I'm not hurt by that. The only person hurting is her. And what good would it do me to get mad or to be upset or... You don't want to be my friend? Okay. I don't understand why. Like, I want to know what I did or whatever. But I don't... I don't need an answer. What I need is to say, Okay, Deborah, how are you going to show up? Who are you going to be? And that's the challenge for you. Maybe for this week when someone behaves foolishly or lashes out can you just step back and hold space maybe not even asking what happened but just holding space and maybe you can hold space for yourself when you're feeling hurt or scared or fearful or angry step back and ask yourself what happened what am I afraid of be be honest because you're only answering yourself And as you work through that, well, I'm afraid he's going to get mad. Okay, I'm just being hypothetical. You're afraid he's going to get mad. What would happen if he got mad? Well, I'm afraid he's going to hit me. Okay, do you want to be in a place where you are fearful of being hit? Maybe you need to get away from that. Be honest with yourself. I'm afraid that if I do this, I won't have the money. Okay, well, can you make money? Can you... I mean, ask yourself the hard questions. And be honest with yourself. Hurt people hurt people. Sometimes they hurt themselves. And a lot of times they hurt the people around them because they just don't know how to act. They don't know what to do. And they just don't... They don't always live by our the rules, the rules that society put there. So what can you do this week when you run into someone who's hurting? What can you do for yourself this week when you are hurting? Can you hold space for that little kid inside of you who maybe didn't get what they needed? I think... At the end of the day, every child, every person on this planet who was once a child has some hurt place where their needs weren't met. Maybe by their parents, maybe by friends or whomever. And there's a place inside of each one of us, I believe where we're hurting, where we have this wound that is so deep. Can you hold space for that? Can you hold space for your own wound? Just this week. Can you say to that little person, I'm here and I promise I'll take care of you. I'm here and I won't hurt you. I'm here and I love you. I'm here and I'll protect you. 
Can you be that for yourself? So here's your assignment for this, uh, for this week before we talk again. And I would love it if you text me or email me or messenger me or how, you know, however you get a hold of me, you know how you do. If you would tell me, tell me how, <clears throat> tell me how this goes for you. So what I would like you to do is sometime during this week, maybe when you're, um, maybe do it when you're not upset and then when you're upset, revisit it. So I would like you to sit quietly and think about young you. What is that? How, how old is that kid? I think little Debbie is probably, I think she's about six. I saw a picture of myself somewhere. I think my mom has it. Um, I had pigtails and a skirt, little short dress, and I was standing by my little sister. And I think we were probably five and six, maybe, or five and seven, somewhere around there. And so I would have been about seven. And um, that's me. That's little Debbie. <laughs> I... I don't know where that actual picture is, but I can see it in my mind and it makes me smile. That's the girl that I talked to. I used to wear bell bottoms and turtleneck sweaters when I was that age because it was the 70s and that's what we wore. <laughs> so little me and my little bell bottoms, my little pigtails and my little, uh, I don't even know what those little 60s dresses were called, but they're little cute A-line dresses kind of. That's the girl that I talk to. Hey, Debbie, tell me what's going on. And if you, if you close your eyes and think about that younger you at whatever age you envision it, and you tell that person that you are there for them, that you will take care of them, that you love them, that's going to go a long way to helping you heal that wound you can be there for yourself in a way that the people in your life weren't when you were young and I don't care who it is or how powerful they are or how rich they are or how successful they are everybody has a younger version of themselves that didn't get what they needed at some point you know, for some of us, you know, it goes for years that, that that pain is there. And some people address it and heal it much sooner than I did. <laughs> I don't know that I'm done yet anyway. So just have a conversation with that little person. That young man or that young woman or that little girl or whoever. Imagine yourself and just have a little visit with them. The next time you're feeling... Uh, I don't know, stressed or anxious or whatever it is, to take a pause and ask, hey, little Debbie, what's going on? What are you afraid of right now? And I'm happy to say that right now I'm not afraid of anything. I am peaceful, happy, and light. Life is good and... Um, you know, this, and I'm not trying to spew toxic positivity. If I was having a crappy day, I would certainly tell you. <laughs> but it's, um, you know, the struggle is real, and we, we carry on, friends. So with all of that said, I'm going to let you go. Don't forget 
to have a conversation with yourself this week. What are you afraid of? Because hurt people hurt people. And if we can heal our wounds, then we can be the love. We can be the balm. We can be the help in times of trouble that people need. Anyway, I love you. I am so glad you're here. Thank you for joining me. And I look forward to talking with you the next time. Namaste, friends. Bye.